communists, and I mean actual communists, set up a system of indoctrination to dumb down our population, to turn us away from the fundamental values that created this nation, and to move us toward a communist socialist utopia. And I've got the receipts. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I am your host, Alex Newman. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Senior editor at The New American here. If you're not yet signed up for The New American, you need to be. TheNewAmerican.com, TheNewAmerican.com. You can get the free daily or weekly newsletter right to your inbox. And you can get the print magazine if you go to TheNewAmerican.com forward slash subscribe. The best magazine in the world, bar none. Today, I really want to focus in on the communist threat to our country. There's a lot of people who very naively believe that communism is no longer a threat. They say, well, the Soviet Union collapsed and, uh, you know, communism's over. Yeah, communist China is still the biggest country in the world, but, you know, whatever. It's, It's not really a threat to America. Well, it is, actually. It's an enormous threat to America. The communists are active all over the place uh, in media. They're active in government. Uh, In fact, more and more, you're having political leaders coming out and openly saying they're communists. How can this be? You've got millennials, my generation, according to scientific polls, 70% of millennials say they'll vote for a socialist in the future. How did this happen? Well, it goes back to the education system masquerading as a public school system. And The people who designed this were actually common. And that always shocks people because you hear so many conservatives say, oh, the system is broken. It's not working. No, it's working very well if you understand why it was set up. So we're going to do a little bit of a history lesson today and talk about the commies, especially in relation to the education system. But let's review how this happened, right? I mean, uh, the principles that America was founded on are basically as far from communism as you can possibly get, right? Private property, strong families, faith in God. I mean, our founding fathers said it was a self-evident truth that God created us equally. And so let's start with John Dewey, and then we'll go back and then we'll go forward. So John Dewey is is pretty much universally known as the founding father of America's public school system. There's public schools all over the country named after John Dewey. Anybody who's gotten a four-year degree in education from any uh, state college in this country knows all about John Dewey. Well, maybe not all about what he believed, but they know that John Dewey was the architect of our public school system. What they may know less about is his background, okay? Um, This is a guy who literally visited the Soviet Union and couldn't stop gushing about how amazing it was, okay? He wrote a bunch of essays in the New Republic where he talked about how wonderful the Soviet system was. Uh, No mention, of course, of the millions of murders, no mention of the mass thievery, but um, he especially liked the education system. He talked about the collectivistic mentality that was being instilled in children by the Soviet education system. now, he had an important distinction, right? He, he, he wasn't a revolutionary communist in the sense of Karl Marx or even Vladimir Lenin. He was uh, a more patient kind of guy. Uh, he actually had a model that he liked for the United States. It was a book called Looking Backward. It was a, it was a fiction novel by a very prominent individual at the time, Edward Bellamy. Uh, He had written this book, Looking Backward. It was about a communist America in the year 2000, where they'd get rid of private property and we would all live happily ever after in this utopian system where uh, basically there was no more individualism, no more private property, et cetera. So that was Dewey's vision for the future. He didn't want a revolution to bring about communism. He believed in a gradual approach where you little by little, you educated children to understand that really they need to think of themselves as part of the 
collective and stop thinking of themselves as just uh, you know unique individuals and really recognize that their main purpose was to serve the collective. Now, he, he, his writings, if you read them, are filled with this kind of nonsense. So he wrote in uh, Liberalism and Social Action, one of his very famous works, he says, the only form of enduring social organization that is now possible is one in which the new forces of productivity are cooperatively controlled. He says, organized social planning is now the sole method of social action by which liberalism can realize its aims. So uh, this was John Dewey, right? He understood that education, quote unquote, was the key to bringing this system about. He understood that it was the key to eroding individualism or what, what he saw as selfishness. Um, he actually wrote uh, in another one of his works a very, very revealing sentence. He says, education is a regulation of the process of coming to share in the social consciousness. Right? And here Americans think education is about teaching, reading, writing. No, 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 no. It's a, a process of coming to share in the social consciousness. Uh, how exactly you can have a social consciousness? Well, that's what communists think. Right? He says adjustment of individual activity on the basis of social consciousness is the only sure method of social reconstruction. Okay. Now, this is the guy who built our public school system, what we call the public school system. Now, he didn't work alone, right? and, and this is such a, a true reflection of the essence of the deep state. You have actual communists who, who are very proud of their communism, right? Uh, and, and they team up with super capitalists. And that's exactly what we see with John Dewey. Um, he actually got a, a grant from one of the early Rockefeller philanthropies. It was called the General Education Board. Got three point something million dollars in funding from the Rockefellers to establish this experimental school at the University of Chicago. And uh, total, total quackery taking place at this school. Um, and... What he did was he tried out these new collectivist and socialistic ideas of education on children under his care. And what happened was they, they graduated unable to read, unable to write, unable to determine the difference between right and wrong. And John Dewey thought that would just be a perfect fit for his program. Uh, again, and, and he talks a lot about this in his writings, right? and, and they don't necessarily show this to uh, future teachers getting education degrees. He wrote in uh, Democracy and Education that education was the process through which the needed transformation may be accomplished. So he wanted this education system to gradually lead Americans into a socialistic, communistic system that would uh, overturn the original foundations of America. And of course, that was actually the goal of the people who created the system that he weaponized further. And we'll get into that uh, maybe in the next segment. But I want to go a little bit deeper into John Dewey's religious views, because his religious views are basically communism as well. Uh, and he said so, right? You can read these documents. This isn't my opinion. Um, they're very, very transparent about what they believe. Now, one of the things that really helps when, when you're trying to read John Dewey and understand what he said, anytime you see the word democracy, substitute socialism, and you'll understand exactly what he's saying. So when you read John Dewey's writings, you know, when he talks about bringing about democracy, he's talking about socialism. And this is very transparent as you read his writings. And when he means, when he says democracy, he really means socialism. And communists do this to this day, right? The head of the Communist Party USA, John Bachtel, 2018, said that uh, Communist China had the best democracy of all, right? How do you say that Communist China has a democracy? It's a mass murdering communist dictatorship, right? Well, when you understand that these tyrants, when they say democracy mean their preferred system, you get it. Right? So l l let's look real briefly at John Dewey's religion before we get to the break. So John Dewey and 30-something uh, of his buddies created what they at least 
claimed to believe was a new religion. And they outlined this new religion in the Humanist Manifesto. That was the name of the document. Now it's called Humanist Manifesto 1 because there's been newer versions that have been released. And when you read it, it, it's just so clear what they're talking about, right? So the first tenet, I'm going to quote it word for word, religious humanists regard the universe as self-existing and not created. In other words, like Karl Marx, they reject the idea of God, the creator. Karl Marx, of course, if you read the book, Marx and Satan was actually not an atheist. He, he wrote poetry about uh, how he was serving Satan and things, but we'll, we'll leave that for another day. So uh, in this Humanist Manifesto, uh, authored, co-authored by John Dewey and a whole bunch of his other academic buddies, uh, they say they regard the universe as self-existing and not created. Well, if you've read Genesis, you know that's a pretty serious conflict with what God says, right? God says in Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created, and it's not self-existing. God created it, the heavens and the earth. So that's pretty important. There's, there's also profound political implications for this, right? In our Declaration of Independence, our founding fathers said we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, among these life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So Right off the bat, John Dewey and his buddies tell you we reject the premise that the United States is founded upon, the idea that God created us and gave us rights. So we reject that, and we reject the Bible, which, of course, was really the foundation of the thinking of the people who created this republic. So stay with us. When we get back after this quick break, we're going to go deeper into this and even look at some of John Dewey's predecessors right here on Behind the Deep State. All right, parents, listen up. We've all seen the countless examples of how radical, radical leftists have been destroying American schools. It's no longer just about the terrible math and reading levels. Now radical left teachers birthed from liberal universities are forcing gender indoctrination in, in kindergarten. They're teaching lessons on white guilt. Freedom Project Academy has perfected live on, online learning over the course of a decade. I get a ton of great feedback about this program, a ton. They're built on Judeo-Christian values, a classical curriculum. What does that mean? It means they're taught, your children are taught, taught the way that the founding generations of the country. My own son Noah did Freedom Project Academy for uh, several years uh, when he was younger. The more we tell our friends about these things, the more people will get on board. And I, and I believe that we can be the catalyst to some real change. We must save the West. Our way of life and our culture is under attack. And because of patriots like you and your project, I have optimism for the future. Welcome back to Behind the Deep State. Alex Newman here, senior editor at The New America. Thanks for staying with us. So before we went to break, we were talking about John Dewey and his new religion, or at least what he claimed to believe was a new religion, uh, the Humanist Manifesto. Now it's the Humanist Manifesto 1. You can read the whole thing. It's disgusting. Uh, they go on to say, and, and I'm quoting here word for word, the humanists are firmly convinced that existing acquisitive and profit motive society has shown itself to be inadequate and that a radical change in methods, controls, and motives must be instituted. In other words, the profit motive, the acquisitive motive, the, the desire to make money, the desire to acquire things, that's inadequate, they say. Like, the humanists are firmly convinced of that, they say, uh, John Dewey and his buddies say. And they want a radical change in the controls and the motives, right? So what are they talking about? Well, they actually put it in very plain English. As you read this document, they say, and again, I'm quoting here, a socialized and cooperative economic order must be established to the end that the equitable distribution of the means of life be possible. Just a slightly fancier way of saying what Karl Marx said, right? From each according to his 
uh, from each according to his uh, abilities to each according to his needs. And so we need a different distribution of the means of life. The means of life is another way of saying the means of production. What they're talking about here is uh, cooperative or collectively controlled means of production. In other words, just like Karl Marx said, the government must control the means of production. Um, and, and that is what they are doing. And now they, they understood from the very beginning that the government schools were going to be the mechanism through which they would bring this about. Uh, one of the other co-signers of this document, his name was C.F. Potter. He wrote a book on this. It was published in 1930, Humanism, a New Religion. And what he said was education is thus a most powerful ally of humanism. And every public school is a school of humanism. What can the theistic Sunday school meeting for it? an hour once a week and teaching only a fraction of the children do to stem the tide of a five-day program of humanistic teachings. And of course, he understood the answer, and we should all understand the answer. The answer is basically nothing at all. Okay, uh, And so that's what we're dealing with, folks. Now, obviously, since John Dewey, there has been a, a further acceleration of this extremism, right? The uh, John Dewey ended up taking a spot at the Teachers College in Columbia. And then with the help again from the Rockefellers, they brought in uh, a bunch of these Marxists from Germany known as the, the Frankfurt School. Um, they, this was the uh, Institute for Social Research at the University of Frankfurt. And um, this was actually, this was an idea established by the Comintern, the, the Communist International, and the goal was to break down Christian culture. This is where so-called cultural Marxism came from. So with Rockefeller money, John Dewey imported a bunch of these radical communists out of Germany to Columbia University. They eventually spread out through academia. Some of them ended up at the University of California. And these are the guys who came up with critical theory, right? They came up with the idea that fathers and husbands had this authoritarian personality that we had to get rid of. In other words, strong fathers, strong husbands who led their families well, that was a problem that needed to be dispensed with. And so, folks, that is really the essence of how we got here. Now, uh, people who think that communism died when the Soviet Union allegedly collapsed uh, simply do not know this history. Uh, and you know, we could talk about the religious implications. We'll probably save that for another day. But uh, I want to just share a couple things. We're going to go back in time a little bit further. But before we do, let, let's address this idea that communism died when the Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc collapsed. Uh, there's a great book. We'll, we'll do a whole episode on this one of these days. But there's a great, uh, actually a pair of books by uh, one of the most important, if not the most important Soviet defectors to ever come to the Western world. His name was Anatoly Golitschin, and he came out of Department D at the KGB. This Department D was basically the disinformation department. And what he revealed, and first he told the CIA and, and the federal government when he defected to the West, he explained to them what the communists were doing. He said they had a long-range disinformation plan. Uh, he actually made in his books, uh, the books are called, by the way, I encourage you to read them. They're very, very good, very important to understand the communist threat to our country. Uh, New Lies for Old and the Perestroika Deception. He really outlines a lot of this. So in these books, he's got... Oh, over 200 very specific predictions about what the Soviet Union, what the communists were going to do to try to bring about communism. Now, almost all of those predictions have come true, right? About 200 out of the just over 200 predictions have come true. He named names, right? He, he said Lech Walesa was a Soviet agent. Of course, now we know that that is true. He was, of course, the anti-communist leader in Poland. Uh, his code name for the KGB was Bolek, right? So he talked about how they would use deception. There'd be these phony anti-communist revolutions, the Soviet Union would collapse, but ultimately the same communists would remain in power. Now, I know a lot, today a lot of, uh, I think, very misinformed conservatives think Putin is some sort of Christian who's going to save the Western world. Baloney, right? This is a guy who used to run the KGB. Now, uh, of course, and, and this is true throughout 
Russian society throughout the former Soviet bloc is the communists just kind of reinvented themselves as businessmen or, you know, they, in, in Bulgaria, they changed the name of the Communist Party to the Bulgarian Socialist Party. And like, hey, let's just forget about all those millions of people we slaughtered. And, uh, you know, we're just regular old socialists. Now, folks, this is a lie. Uh, wow, we're, we're running out of time real quick here, though. So I want to go back in time a little bit. But before we do, I'll just say one more thing about the predictions by Anatoly Gorichin. He said that at the very end of this process, the, the communist Chinese and the communists in Russia and the former Soviet bloc were going to bring about what he described as a second October revolution. And in the second October revolution, the entire world would then fall to communism. Well, guess what, folks? Your children are being prepared for that as we speak in the United States. Not because the people at the top of the pyramid, the 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 folks running the deep state are communists per se, right? They, they just use communism. They work with communists because they know communism is basically total tyranny. It's the total removal of free agency, individual liberty, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we're dealing with here, folks. Now, let's go back a little bit further in the history in the last couple of minutes that we have here. If you look at the people who created this system of the government schools that we have in America, Robert Owen was the first guy who really came up with this idea. In the early 1800s, he was a, a Welsh utopian, and he rejected Christianity. He rejected private property, and he, he, he actually set up a communist commune in Indiana called New Harmony. And the idea was to show how great communism was and how if you get rid of private property, you undermine the family, everybody would really just work really well. He, he had this vision that we'd create a new type of human who was more concerned with the collective. Well, his communist commune failed miserably. And so he came to the conclusion that really government needed to start educating children. Okay, uh, he wrote these essays. One of the essays was called uh, A New View of Society, Essays on the Formation of Human Character. Uh, and he talks about the government ought to uh, educate children. He says it follows that every state to be well governed ought to direct its chief attention to the formation of character and that the best governed state will be that which shall possess the best national system of education. He believed that government ought to take over education. He says, under the guidance of minds competent to its direction, a national system of training and education may be formed to become the most safe, easy, effectual, and economical instrument of government that can be devised. He says it may be made to possess a power equal to the accomplishment of the most grand and beneficial purposes. So uh, this idea obviously didn't take off in America. Americans, you know, they'd been reading their Bibles. They knew that parents were primarily responsible for education. If they needed help, maybe they'd go to the church. Churches all across the country were operating their own schools. So he set up a secret society. Uh, we know about this because an individual who, who was involved in it, Orestes Brownson, became a Catholic, repented of his involvement, and blew the whistle. Uh, and, and one of the things he said about this, he says the great object of this secret society, of this plan to have government take over ed education, the great object was to get rid of Christianity, right? The fundamental transformation of our country. So, folks, that is where we're at today, right? This system of government schools has been patiently working to turn our people away from God, away from the Bible, away from our constitutional system of government, and toward this new vision of utopia, where you get rid of private property, you get rid of family, you get rid of nations, etc. Um, incidentally, very similar to Karl Marx's plan, and we're rapidly approaching the point where that will be very difficult, if not impossible, to turn back. Thank you for tuning in. Alex Newman here. This is Behind the Deep State. Until next time, God bless you all. As a lumberjack, my job is pretty straightforward. I see the wood, I chop the wood. We even hear crazy ideas on how kids should learn. Visit thenewamerican.com for real news you can trust.